bus just weighs down a, a taxi and they waits for one to pull up to the curb and just sort of motions for Valerie to take a door. Valerie will get into the cab and once boss is in the cab, she'll give the coordinates that Dr. Good's secretary had given her. And then kind of as the cab starts to pull away from the curb, Val will kind of shoot a sideways glance over at Boz and kind of like fiddle with her hands a little bit and like, you know, twiddle her thumbs uh, before she kind of eventually just says, I'm sorry. I know, I know you're upset. I think, I mean, the whole aura thing is weird and new and I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but I I really appreciate you doing this. Boss, like, kind of visibly glowers a little bit at the mention of the aura thing, and she kind of looks at Val. She says, look, I know you can't help the whole seeing people's auras thing, but, look, I gotta admit, it feels like an invasion of privacy and people know what I'm thinking and feeling without me telling them. So, like, maybe just don't mention it so much, all right? All right, I'm, I'm sorry. It's fine. Let's just get this over with. And Val just, like, very much looks like a child that's been reprimanded. I mean, she's still relatively young. Definitely (laughs) younger than Boz, but not maybe as young as Mary Sue. But she just, like, very, you know, head down, hands in lap, just kind of like, she done knows that she fucked up. Well, Boz is very much the kind of person who would get upset about people digging around in her personal affairs. So, like, this is, like, right in her wheelhouse for things that are just kind of a button. She shakes her head and she just sort of mutters like under her breath sort of apology for snapping. And she she says, look, we all got loose ends to tie up in our lives. Uh, Things are just getting harder as the days go on. I get it. I totally get it. I don't hold it against you that you want to look into this. It's kind of important, not just for you, but for all of us. We need to know as much as we can about what's going on. She kind of like eyes the front of the cab she doesn't want to say anything that the driver might hear there is no driver uh, this is a uh, oh yes it's an automated yes. automated it is an uber cab it is owned by Seder Krupp. it's a super cab <laughs> i'm going to assume that there's like there's constantly listening to voices so that people can make like like requests and whatnot so it's still not the kind of thing that she's going to talk about in public if only you recording. had some kind of Matrix Level 2 specialist with you that could edit what the cab records. That's a lot to ask. Oh. Boss continues, and she says, uh, all I ask is that you do this intelligently and don't trust this guy. We can't. Trust is becoming increasingly valuable. We shouldn't give it away too easily. Uh, all right, Boss. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind, and I'll, I'll try to be... Um... Just be careful. More reserved? Sure. Reserved work. And I imagine the rest of the cab ride is just stony, awkward silence. (laughs) Boss seems remarkably comfortable in the silence. It's less awkward on her end. She just sort of looks at the window. So I imagine from here we we would cut back to everybody else. um, And they would maybe send you guys a message like, hey, what's going on? Or, you know, you guys just have a conversation about... Yeah, let's just all meet back up at the thing. Actually, you know what? I have a... So yeah, no, it's the the three of you guys. Scrapper seems to be having a good time with Morgana behind the little sound barrier that you guys can't hear what's going on. 
But every once in a while throughout that conversation, he looks over at you guys to kind of see if you are ready to go yet. So he is waiting on you guys. I'd signal, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'd, start, I'd start walking towards the front door, making it look over at him, and I'd start walking over there to the front door. They will quickly wrap up their conversation and then stand in front of each other for a moment, and then she'll kind of half hug around the, you know, 10 foot tall guy, and he'll put a, a large troll arm around, well, basically the entirety of her back. Real brief. And he will head over to you guys to roll on out of here. All right. As he's walking over towards us, start that conversation. Yeah. So as he approaches, um, Mary Sue will go up to Scrapper and, and say, um, Scrapper, could, do you think you could help me out with the problem? It's hard to tell since he is so much taller than you when standing, but he does raise an eyebrow as he looks down. Um, my car was left at Paradynamics when we had that. Taken care video. of. <gasps> you have my car? No, but I believe it is being dropped off at your apartment shortly. <gasps> she looks to RC and, and Mike like, oh, I have my car back, my car. Told you. Well, uh, congratulations. Well, I'm sure it's not a big deal to you with your fancy van, RC, but it's my car that my parents got for me and I got it back. I didn't hey. lose it. Hey, RC, question for you. That calm link that you had extra that you gave to me, do you have anything else like that? Do you have any more like that? Or, or I'll look over to Scrapper. Maybe you have something that we could use in that regard? Oh, how would I can get one? They're pretty easy to get a hold of. They're cheap. <gasps> can we go get one now? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. As you guys kind of pile out, Scrapper's going to look at Richard. Your van, huh? Well, I, I do a lot of work to it, and presumably it will be used in this uh, proto-criminal endeavor that you hooked us up with. He just kind of looks down at you with the the look of, a, like, this guy. Let's go. <laughs> One day the people at RC Punks, you know, <laughs> someone's going to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> but yes, off we go to the Stuffer Shack to obtain comics. So, you guys drive to one of the, the nicer local stuffer shacks. You guys can grab some com links. In the car, Scrapper will reach into his suit and pull out the cred stick that Morgana gave him and hand it back to you guys. What's this for? I don't need it. She has a way of making power plays. And this, well, could have been leveraged between us. She has a finder's fee for interesting people that are brought to her. You are interesting people. She paid me a fee. Why give it to us if you've earned it? Because it pains me. But I want you guys to survive and for this to work for you. You made concerns about not enough money. Money is a very important resource. So here's some money. If you don't use it, do whatever with it. Oh, now I feel like a giant asshole for about the van. If you ever need any help, man, give me a call. I'll fix whatever you got. Yeah, You're, Mary Sue feels like an asshole now, too. <laughs> I'm going to take the cred stick. There is another ten grand on that cred stick. Couldn't give it to you in front of her. She probably knows I was going to do it anyway. But here we are. And after this, should you prove successful, she will be happy to further your employment in this line of work. And I can go to sleep soundly. You are a very complex troll. He's very nice, R.C., 
He's being very nice. He's very nice. Gentleman, excellent person. Nothing but positive things. Don't take that the wrong way. But that, it's, it's, been, it's been a weird day. Hey, Scrapper. Mm. How did you come to meet Morgana? <laughs> Long story. As you guys pull up outside the, the stuffer shack to go get your burner phones. Yeah, I guess we all go in and... and... RC, I've been using the same comm link, like, the whole time. Should I, should I get two? I mean, probably, you, you, you think that the same comm link? Who, who did you call? I've just been using it to, to, to talk to you guys, but I, I'm, I don't know. Is it something I should maybe not be using anymore? Yeah, it might be a good idea to maybe throw that one away and get a new one. You having this conversation in front of Scrapper? No, I assume when okay. we're inside the stuffer shack looking at, uh, yeah, let's just just if anyone has a comm link that you've used to do anything with, just 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 throw it away discreetly. Uh, don't don't walk up to the checkout desk and then throw it in the trash and then say, "Here's my new comm link." You know. Now I'm not there, uh, but it might be wise to just buy a fresh comm link for everybody. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, everyone. yeah. Let's just let's just yeah, we'll, we'll just go the whole rounds. You know, we, we've got some extra scratch, so we'll buy a bunch of you know metal links for everybody. I need uh, I need I need two. Why there. do you need two? Who do you? <laughs> Well, is one for your my feed, your what your my feed, and the other for your Facebooks? Yes, exactly. Okay. And you guys said you were heading back to your uh, the apartment, so I can find my car. Scrapper will be happy to drive you to Mary Sue's apartment, and there, sitting out front, is her car. Run up to it, give it a hug. Yes, and the keys are in it. Whatever they use for keys, yeah. Yay! All right, hop in. I will meet you guys back at the hotel. You know, you could just ride with her. I don't need to cart you around all night. Mary Sue does not look happy at that. Scrapper, thanks for the ride. I'm going to get out of the car. Yeah. I'm well, kind of done enough to help us so far. So, yeah, no, so, so how, how so, well does she drive? Very. Does, does Marie like have any young girl? Do you have any <laughs> driving skill? I'm just curious. Yes. Just regular what every average person would have driving skill? Do I have it as an actual active skill? No, but I do not <laughs> plan. I don't plan on doing any, any evasive driving. Did, did, did you family driver or let the grid guy take you there? I, I don't know. I feel I feel like you're being very evasive right now. Can't we trust in the grid guy? I guess some people do. The estate that you guys pull up to actually looks really nice. But there's a little bit of something off with it. It's kind of, seems a little corporate, a little higher class corporate than you guys were, or technically still are, but you know what I mean. Definitely in the upper end of the higher lifestyle. Fairly large, three floors, long driveway with a nice little, not wrought iron, but whatever they use in 60 years for the little fence. And there's a little call box there and in the AR that you guys are pulling up to. In AR, kind of activate the call box. Yeah, it'll come up with a nice, let's call it a, the generic female number four voice that most things come with by default. Welcoming you to Dr. Good's residence and asking how they can help you. Uh, yes, I have a appointment with Dr. Good. Uh, the My name is uh, Valerie. One moment. The voice will come back on. Ah, yes, the, the doctor will see you now. And then it'll, you know, click off. The gate will slowly automatically open, and you guys are able to drive up to a, a fairly nice house. It has a little awning. Not quite like Greek columns holding it up, but a little place where you can pull up and get out and 
well, in your case, your cab will go away. Most people will be able to autopilot their car off to the side. You guys are outside of a very nice house. Is there anything you uh, you want to say before that door opens? Boss is looking kind of uncomfortable in the same way she did when she walked into the restaurant. Like, this sort of opulence is just outside of her realm of experience. And uh, she looks at Valerie as they're waiting uh, for someone to answer the door, and she says, you did look into this guy, right? Like, you can do that. You looked up information on all kinds of people. What do you know about this guy? Waiting for the door. She's kind of, like, bouncing on the balls of her feet, and she goes, Oh, you know, he's... I mean, he's kind of a little kook. I mean, he's all about turning people into machines and, and having them reach their pinnacle, their, the, the best that they can be by replacing pretty much everything with Chrome. So, I mean, he's eccentric. Whatever he does, he seems to make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Val just laughs uncomfortably. Boss just sort of like purses her lips and looks up at this big, beautiful house and just sort of wonders to herself what a doctor has to do to, to make this kind of living. But she doesn't say anything about it. She doesn't know. One interesting thing you will notice, Valerie, when you get out of the cab and you look around, the landscaping is all very, very vibrant and, and colorful. Like, especially for like how late at night it is? Oh, it's not like giving off light, but it glows. Okay. All right. So there's weirdness going on. Uh, she kind of like makes a mental note to ask somebody about it later, but uh, she's not really going to do anything with that information at current. After sitting there for, you know, a minute or two, the door will open and, and standing there will be a, what looks like a young woman in a fairly classic maid's outfit. She will smile and tilt her head and move her arm to come in. Valerie, you will notice that she is gray and dull. Uh, Valerie will tilt her head to the side uh, before shaking it very quickly and going... As you guys come in, she'll shut the door behind you. Yes, the doctor is in the lounge. And she will take very measured steps from the door into the hallway. Presuming you guys are following, you will go down past a couple of other rooms and be drawn up to another door where she will stop and then extend a hand, grab the doorknob, and begin to pull it open. You're going to hear the sound of some crackling fire, and inside will be a couple of very large chairs. It'll be the first things you see in kind of the middle of the room. There's a fireplace against the wall with some nice wallpaper, but probably specifically Valerie, with more of her AR in, is going to have some very nice scenic pictures, probably not of actual places, probably artist renditions, are going to kind of go by. I have a real quick real quick question. Yeah. Can I roll perception? I kind of want to see if there's anything particularly unusual about the maid. Yeah, go right ahead. So with six successes on your something's off about this maid, you will notice that all of her footsteps are the same amount of distance. You will notice that like, once her arms return to a resting position, they stay in that position the entire time, and that all of her movements are very measured and precise. Almost as if she was a robot. Almost as if. Meaning she is a robot. Okay. Unless you feel like Valerie's talk about this man puts you in the mindset that he put a person's brain into a robot. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> it's actually not that far from the realm of possibility. 
if Valerie sees the way that Boss is looking at this maid, it would almost be like she's not looking at a person. She's looking at something kind of unpleasant. As you're giving it the stink eye, you will notice that it is breathing, air quotes, and its eyes are blinking. So, And I'm assuming it doesn't respond in any meaningful way to being given the stink eye? does not. Valerie, you will notice that it is still gray and dull. Or she is still gray and dull. Can I ask a specific question since I got a bunch of stuff on that roll? Mm-hmm. Did it appear to be, like, secretly armed in any way? Ooh, that's a good question. Not that you can see from this situation. It definitely doesn't have any stashed weapons on it. If, yeah, that does not stop it, though, from having weapons. If it has, say, a machine gun in its arm, you you can't tell. Yeah, it would be kind of hard, too. If it is a robot. Could also have some ridiculously kitted out arm. Like, it could be ridiculously strong. You, right. You can't tell that. Okay. I just want to know what we're dealing with. Go ahead. <laughs> So coming into the room, you will see the good doctor. He is sitting in one of the chairs. He has a small table next to him that has some kind of bottle of liquor, perhaps cognac. And he will turn to you guys and stand up as the maid comes in. He is wearing a smoking jacket. Let's let's call it what it is. You can see that his slacks, they end in metallic feet that don't really have toes. Underneath his jacket, you can see that his cyber arm is holding a cigar. He has a, a pretty big smile as he comes over to you guys with the the one eye on the cyber skull part of his face, moving about pretty quickly as he takes you both in. Ah, Frau Valerie, you have you have arrived. Yes, Doctor Good. And Valerie will sort of like step forward to shake his hand and like you know obviously walking and not in a chair. And uh, shaking his hand, she will say, "I'm I'm." So glad that you agreed to meet with me. I under I know that there was a lot of just I couldn't give you a lot of information over the phone, so I'm just I'm glad that you you agreed to this meeting. While you're you're having your small conversation here, he does, you know, switch hands with his drink and shakes your hand. The maid turns, leaves, and closes the door without saying anything or any real sign from him. Boss, you will you will notice since you're kind of on the outside of this, he is undressing her with his eyes is the wrong term, but it is definitely taking an entire measure of her. Valerie, while you are shaking his hands, you will notice that he starts to kind of like pull as if to bin you around. Valerie resists. Like, she wants to get the pleasantries out of the way first before he starts going full doctor mode. Boss just crosses her arms over her chest as she's watching this and just sort of glares a little bit. So you may remember, Valerie, that in your first interaction, it was pretty visible when he went into doctor mode. Like, he was really focused on taking you apart and putting you back together. He's kind of already hit that. You can see the gears turning in his head. You will also notice that he is in a uh, a very teal blue color. But one of the other interesting things is that it's splotchy. Like, most of his shape has this color to it or this tint, but large portions of his outline are significantly more faded or empty than the rest of them. So it's not the same gray like the maid, this is just an absence? Yeah, like if you were to take the color and then wash it out a bunch of times. Gotcha. Um, As he pulls and you resist, and he'll kind of look up from wherever it is he was getting, he's like, this is remarkable. And he'll release the handshake and start to kind of walk around you, ignoring Boss's existence. Tell me, how, who did this work? 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know the, I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I don't know the person's name who, who did this to me. He's lightly tapping you in the, like the small of your back and where your spine is. Val will kind of react, jump and like, kind of like take a step forward. Like she wasn't like expecting it and just kind of, you know, she's startled by it. Remarkable. What, what did they use? It's not, it's not the enhancers we spoke of. No, it's not the enhancers. Um, and she'll shoot a long glance at Boz before she very, very, very quietly says, um, it's strain one. Strain one. I've never heard of this manufacturer. The, the H M H V V strain one. And by this time, he's gotten around to about your 10, 11 o'clock, coming back around to the front of you. And he'll look up, kind of looking you in the face for the first time. This is brilliant. I have never thought of such a revolutionary approach to repair. Of course, this. And then he'll put down his his drink and kind of walk over to one of the walls and slide it to the side and begin looking through something in AR. Can I see what it is? Yeah, when he slid the wall open, it looked like, kind of like accessing a library, and there's a whole bunch of files that show up there. You can see the wall behind it is actually, they have books. Val kind of like, you know, as he's kind of digging through the library and accessing it via AR, she kind of like takes a couple of steps to kind of like look over his shoulder a little bit. Sure. Are you looking for anything particular or just to kind of see the books? I'm just kind of seeing, you know, what he's looking at, what he's pulling up, and making sure he's not, like, you know, contacting authorities or anything like that. Like, physically or in AR? AR. So far, what it looks like he's doing is accessing some of his own files, and you can see them being, like, pinned to his icon as if he's pulling things out. Okay. And then he'll come back over to you and... Almost if his concentration on, on you and your situation has, has faded from him, and he'll see Boston, but, oh, you brought a friend. And he'll come over to, to shake your hand and introduce himself. There's like a little bit of hesitation before Boss willingly shakes this guy's hand. Um, she introduces herself. Actually, no, she does not, and she does not tell him her name. She just greets him, essentially, which probably comes off very awkwardly. But you shake his hand, though, right? She shakes his hand and sort of acknowledges the greeting and like, does not introduce herself. Good, good, Dr. Good. Pleasure to meet you. And then not even paying attention to the fact that you didn't introduce yourself or that you don't really seem to be wanting to interact, he turns and you no longer exist to him. Where did you come up with this idea? It makes perfect sense. The virus would rewrite your body into such a way that it would be as though you were born again. Everything would be as new. And he, you know, starts to take a look at your exposed skin. Val is going to let him, and as he's, like, examining her, again, she just shoots kind of another glance at Boz, you know, making sure that she's not giving too much away. And she will <laughs> say to the to the doctor, I wasn't, I didn't come up with the idea. I didn't really have a choice. I was, I was attacked. I think. Yeah. Oh. No, I think about it, Boss says from across the room. Most fortuitous. This is this is brilliant. I mean, yes. And then he'll go and, like, take your hand and kind of 
kind of feel it, turn it over the other side, kind of feel your skin. Doesn't hurt. No, I I haven't felt any pain since since waking up. Mm, this is this is good. And he's gonna kind of look at your face and kind of squint and kind of point at your mouth. Is this no discomfort? Val gives him like a big toothy grin, and so because obviously she knows he wants to see the fangs, and she shakes her head no. As you are showing them off, and he kind of like comes up to kind of grab your not grab but to hold your chin. Val kind of like you know heads back a like head back a little bit before like kind of leaning forward into it because she realizes he's just examining her like a doctor. And he'll you know have one hand on on your chin and then kind of like feel around in your gums a little bit and in your fangs and you know as though he were buying a horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Holding your chin, he'll ask, how does it feel? And then be like, oh, and then let go. And Val will kind of, like, take a step back to, like, put a little bit of, of space between them so she's not, like, all up in his face. Um, there's, I mean, I feel stronger than I did before. I, the walking thing is still weird, and I'm getting used to it, and sometimes I forget that I can and uh, the, probably the the biggest complication uh, is the and she kind of like gestures towards like her stomach a little bit and she says it's the 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 hunger the 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 feeding it's it's the most discomfort that I have I mean we've found a short term solution but I. I don't know if if I'm getting everything I need. Are you hungry? Right now, no. Oh. He looks a little disappointed that you're not hungry right now. Is that is that what she is for? Is she the solution? And he'll look past you to boss. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Val just gets this, like, absolutely mortified look on her face. and like, no, 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 no. Uh, no, Dr. Good. She she came here with me to make sure I was alright with everything. Boss sort of shoots the doctor a glance. His eyebrow goes up for the, the briefest of moments. Like, eh? Eh. So, um, while he's all distracted and whatnot, talking with Valerie and looking her over and stuff, I would really like to find out a little bit more about this guy. Boss would be really curious. Um, I think she would probably like kind of walk around the office, sort of look at all the things to see if anything is kind of weird or out of place kind of situation. Is that okay? Yeah. At the very least, I'm imagining a Judge Intentions roll to, to see how he is looking her up and down. And anything else you want to roll. So with one hit on your judgmentalness, he is looking at Valerie as though she is a specimen. Maybe not necessarily lab rat yet, because who knows if he's actually going to experiment on her if where his ethics in that situation lie, but definitely she is a medical curiosity. She doesn't get the impression that he is looking at her like a person so much. Not at the moment, no. Sort of obvious from what's been said, I think. <laughs> yeah, and his, his general demeanor, which is probably why she's picking up on it with one hit. Yeah, it's also why Boss keeps shooting him kind of like, I'm watching you glances. 
And with two hits on your perception test, you're going to wander around the room. You're going to see that he's got a... She doesn't touch anything. Like, she's not going to be super obvious about it, which is probably why she doesn't do super well. But she... Yeah, she's kind of looking for, like, just weird things that are out of place or, you know, possibly, like, a, I don't know, a hidden alarm or something of that nature. Well, sadly, with two hits, you're not going to find any hidden alarms. No. But you will notice that he is drinking some cognac. A special occasion bottle. Maybe. Depends upon how, how wealthy you are. The books in the little uh, little nook that he slid away, you will notice, are well, probably older than you are familiar with. Some of this stuff is definitely pre-awakening. Does he keep it, his diploma on the wall or anything? I, d- I don't think so. And I think if he did, it wouldn't be in his home. I think it would be in his office. Okay. That makes more sense to me, unless, you know, they get multiple copies of it. But, you know, as you're looking around, you can definitely see some AR. Well, do you bring out your, your equipment to see an AR? Boss does not have anything of that sort. For her, it's like she's living in a world where everyone's playing make-believe. Everyone's just touching things and staring at things that aren't there. It's very strange. So to go back to the books, this is about the only thing you, you can easily see. A variety of subjects. Most of them sound like they're on some kind of medical thing. There are, are some that are in a couple of different languages. And some of them look probably 75 to 100 years old. Okay. He collects antique books, apparently. So any other... Uh... No, that's good. Okay. What is the, the hunger for? Blood? Mm. And what is your short-term solution? I have um, several donors that are helping me out. Mm. It's he'll- a short-term solution. Yes, yes, you can only donate, and then he'll rattle off some medical jargon. This this would be a problem. Hmm. There, there's also a lot of information that I found out on the Matrix about needing something more than that, but it's it's a really weird concept that I, to, to be quite frank, don't understand at all. He'll go off into AR for a second and then come back down and digitally hand you some texts? I will accept them. This is what I have collected? You don't really... This is what I have. Is that we have run across... Before, this is, and he'll kind of push his hair back in that, uh, not trying to be suave or seductive kind of way, but in that just that, like, oh my god, this is remarkable. I, oh, do you need me to enter this in for your sin, that your medical condition? No! Oh. No. Let's, let's, let's not do anything hasty. Let's, let's just leave this between. Between you and I right now. and, and I could do that. Boss. They are doing no. wonders for sick people. I I know they are, but I, I'd really like to keep this just between us. This, this is good. This is doctor-patient confidentiality. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, this, yes, you have... And how many friends do you have that you can trust this with? Um, four. Oh, this is... One of them's a troll. As you may get the extra day out of him just because of raw volume. And then he'll get, like, a brilliant idea. I would be happy to let you feed from me. For science. I... I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm he has already started, I'm, like, unbuttoning his collar on his shirt underneath his jacket. This is I, mega creepy. It's super creepy. <laughs> I mean, I haven't... 
as, um, Boz, help me out here. I haven't exactly, uh, tapped straight from the source before. Doctor, put your shirt back on. Can we just slow things down a little bit? I think you're making my friend uncomfortable. It'll take a second to, like, oh, yeah, there's another person here. Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. This is this is all very new and very exciting. He starts buttoning his shirt back up. Perhaps, hmm, ah, one moment. And then he'll uh, finish off his, his drink and start pouring himself another one. A couple of seconds will go by and the maid will reappear and she will be carrying a, a small package. She will come in and she will kneel down next to him, open up the box. And now that it's open, you guys can see that it's a fairly nice med kit. And he starts rolling up his sleeve. Val gets like kind of, kind of sort of super antsy and kind of like turns away and like kind of moves further away from where the doctor is at just because she's always been out of the room when somebody has decided to do something like this. And then she'll start to draw blood from him into a, into a baggie. I don't know if they have a technical term. This is, this is really quite intriguing. Sorry for the, the, now this is one for the road. You must, you must let me know how it, how it goes. He's just got a smile on his face. Uh, uh Uh-huh. I can, I can do that. And he'll look over to Boss with a, with a smile. Boss kind of wanders closer to Valerie and just sort of says quietly so that the doctor can't hear. Um, look. It, at least it's one more day that we don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah, there's that. So a couple of more awkward seconds will go by. The maid will walk over and more or less present it to you. Uh, Val will kind of take the bag, but she like she's gonna look at Boz to be like, I don't know what to do with it. We and she'll look back at the doctor to be like, Do you have something that I can um keep it fresh in? Ah, oh, yes, yes, that's, that's a good idea. And then you'll see the maid just kind of go to leave. Now, at your rate of consumption, this should only last you one more day. But, and he gets a real thoughtful look at his face and starts to kind of, like, stroke at his, uh, his chin a little bit. I have a proposition for you. At this point, he motions for you to, to like, sit down in the, the other chair in here. Val will kind of shoot a look at Boz and then, like, Timid slash cautiously step forward towards the chair to sit down. We find ourselves at the precipice of greatness. There's opportunity here. He'll motion back to his books and he'll motion kind of in AR. As he goes to like sit forward on his chair a little bit to like put his one hand on your knee or your hand or something in a, in a comforting tone. It's the science and the knowledge that we could gain in this situation is remarkable. You have done what I have been pushing for for many years. You are so much more than what you were in a way that I can never be. And he'll pull back and kind of pat at his, his body a little bit. And you'll notice that he's kind of patting at some of the more faded spots in his, in his coloring. This, for all of my shame, can only go so far. The science itself is, is limited. This is, and he'll motion back to you. This is something we don't quite understand, but with more understanding, who knows what we could what we could do? Valerie, will you help me? Um, Val is sort of sitting there looking at him and just like glancing at Boz out of the corner of her eye, like she keeps looking over and like just like torn between looking. When Valerie looks at her bosses, you don't have to make any decisions today. 
as soon as Boss says that, like, Valerie just, like, exhales a sigh of relief and looks back at the doctor kind of with a sort of new, like, a little bit more confidence. She'll say to the doctor, Dr. Good, I appreciate the offer, but I do need time to consider. This is asking a lot of me, and I'm, as you can understand, I have some trepidation about it. However, uh, if you think that you can help me figure out how to deal with what has happened to me, because right now, survival is the one thing that I need right now. The rest of it can come later, but that is what I need. What is it you need? He has a very inquisitive look. I need to learn what it's gonna take to be a vampire. His one non-cybernetic eye will fade out for a second, as if he's in AR, and then he will come back, and you have another file transfer request. Val will accept it? You will be hit with a pile of research notes. You will notice that they are all from Doc Wagon. Okay. You got some homework. (laughs) Apparently. Once... I figure this out, then maybe, maybe we can discuss the possibility of research. For now, I ask that you keep a journal. These are all amazing new experiences, new facts from a, from a first-hand perspective. This is not something that we have had unbiased and unclouded access to before. Even that would be a start. Valerie will nod her head and say, I I can do that. Thank you. If he's like still like holding her hand in that company matter, kind of like, you know, pry it out of his hands and uh Oh yes, yes. Sorry. She'll kind of awkwardly sort of like fidget with her hands because she sucks with dealing with people, and she'll say, Thank you again for seeing me. I will I can I can keep a journal for you and I, I I will I will keep a journal for you and I will do that. Um and yes, I I appreciate you uh meeting with me this evening. He will stand up and go to shake your hand. No really. The pleasure is all mine. This is a tremendous opportunity. So you guys will be heading back to the apartment when uh Richard, your your phone will ring. Oh, I will I will pick it up. I will see. Uh, call Eddie. We got screen this call. Yeah. Is it Mama? It's Mama. Oh yes. Jesus! I love Mama. Okay, am I in the car? Or are we back at the hotel. You guys are in the car, so you can't hide anywhere. You suck. You're a bad person. <laughs> I am a bad person. <laughs> but the timeline <laughs> make, makes uh makes sense. All right, let's open her up. Richard, where are you? Hey, Mom, I'm out on a work trip. Oh, some strange men dropped the car off. What's going on, Richard? I've just had some uh, extra projects here at work that I've had to take care of, and it's really eating up a lot of my time. I'm sort of staying at a hotel in town to help get it done, you know, to save on commuting. Stay at a hotel, Richard? Yeah. Don't tell your mama you're at a hotel. I'll put my head over the microphone. Richard! Yes, yes, mama. Are you going to a hotel? With a lady? I just, I'm just going to stare absolute, <laughs> absolute hatred. <laughs> right now. It's just like, like, really? 
No, I mean, I, I work, I work with a woman here at work, and we're gonna, we have different rooms. Well, that's good. We wouldn't want anything illicit to be said about Bob Richard. Oh, no. rooms were in the same room. I will kill you. I will, I will burn your house. <laughs> I'll burn this car to the ground. Shut Richard, that's not nice to talk to a lady like that. Hey, we're just friends, and this is how we joke, and it's, ha ha. <laughs> Richard, what was that? What? This bad connection. It's, it's, you know, this is a work phone. It's not, not as good as if, you know, if it was better. A connection's fine over here, Richard. Anyway, I can hear you loud and clear. The car is back, and that's great. And I, you know, I made sure that, that happened. I'm glad that it happened for you. The car was dropped you're, off. You're gonna need to clean it, though. Some monster touched it. Yep. That's, uh, that is unfortunate. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, I probably, I, I will get to that post haste. I'll get to that as soon as I can. Since the car is back, Richard, do you need me to pick you up? Uh, no, but thank you. But I will call you the minute I do. All right, really Richard. You, you let me know. Mama, take care of you. Okay. Thank you, Mama. Kisses. Love you, Mama. I love you, Kiss. you, love you hussy. So as you uh kind of exit yourself from the doctor's immediate presence, opening the door, the maid will be standing there, ramrod straight, still gray and dull to you, Valerie. And she will be holding a small ice chest. As you come out, she will offer it to you, and he will walk towards the door of the lounge. Do you need me to call you a cab? I could have my car drop you off wherever you wish to go. No, we'll we'll get a cab. That's fine. Thanks. Very well. Because the car's going to know where it went. She doesn't want him to know where where they were dropped off, right? Man, you feel like he's so mean or whatever. The maid will hand over the box and begin to, you know, wave her arm in this direction towards where you guys came in. You have a wonderful evening, and call me if I can help with anything. Yes. Uh, thank you again, Doctor, for meeting on such incredibly short notice and under such strange conditions. I will be, I will be in touch. This is incredible conditions. Please, anytime. And he'll kind of turn to to Annika, you know, go to a shake her hand. And you as well have a good night, Miss. You don't get the feeling he's trying to, to pull information out of you. More of the if you said anything earlier, it just didn't. It didn't stick. She just shakes his hand and says, same to you, doctor. She, uh, she kind of pointedly avoids it. And you guys are, uh, free to leave the premises and get a cab. And if you I think your boss is probably ordering a cab from her phone, just like going to a, a service, an app or whatever, calling her before they even got outside. So you guys get into the cabbie and it begins to take you off into the night. Val's just sitting on, like, behind where the driver would be. And uh, she's got the ice chest sitting in her lap, and she's kind of like, her fingers are drumming on the sides of it. She looks over at Boz and says, I told you he was a little um, eccentric. Yeah, actually, you might be right. He may actually be kooky enough to help you out. What a weirdo, though. Are you sure? <sighs> Look, I mean, he may help you, but do you even want to, like, spend any time around this guy? He looks at you like a piece of meat. I mean... If he can help me, it's so I get poked and prodded with a needle or I get an MRI. I mean, it's no different than what I dealt with when I was in the wheelchair. Yeah, well, you're a lot freer now than when you were in that wheelchair. And I can always say no. 
yeah, you can. Don't forget that. You know, we're always going to have your back. You don't need this guy. I know, but hes he gave me so much information uh, for me to look on research that I'm fairly certain might be classified. So, I mean, anything that can help me, I mean, I'm... I have no clue what I'm going to do, so I'll take all the help that I can get at this point. Well, it sounds like he's given you enough to think about. Just don't feel like you owe the guy anything. All he did was throw you some documents. That's true, and I mean, I'm sure with enough time and energy I could have found the same information, but... (sighs) Well, like I said, don't think you got to make any decisions today. I just don't want you to feel like you owe this creep anything. I don't think he's good for you, honestly. But I know you don't got a whole lot of other options either, so... I don't know, this one's on you, Val. I know, and it, it's going to take some time to get everything figured out, and I mean, it's going to take me forever to go over all of these documents. I may have to enlist some help, but it's a start. I can start figuring out what what I'm going to do. I mean, aside from the whole uh, criminal enterprise that we're starting... Is that what we're doing? A criminal enterprise? Boss kind of actually smiles at that a little bit. She finds it a little amusing. I mean, I don't know what else to call it. We're going to a black market. Oh, and she like she starts talking and then like literally stops herself and like looks around the cab and like realizes they could be recorded. And she looks back at Boss and says, "Just, just one second. And she will do whatever she needs to do to make sure their uh, audio is not being recorded. Boss waits. It won't take you long to to do some hacking on a poor defenseless cabbie. Once Val gets that done, she'll say, sorry about that. But now I know nobody's listening. What did you do? I disabled all the audio recorders in the cab. Boss just laughs at that. She looks sort of, she like nods and grins approvingly. As I was saying, you know, we're looking to go to a black market auction to steal stuff. I'm not really sure that qualifies as anything other than a criminal enterprise. Oh, that reminds me. Um, So this cred stick, and she'll kind of reach into one of her pockets and pull it out and kind of hand it towards Boz a little bit. Uh, this cred stick, the one from Morgana, it's got, it's got 15,000 new yen on it. Boz sort of like crinkles her brow a little bit and reaches over and takes the cred sticking. She looks back at Valerie and, like, doesn't say anything for a moment, and then says, well, I I guess criminals is what we are, right? Uh, look, I'm just thinking of this as survival. We could, we're doing what we gotta do. We, we didn't ask to be in this situation. But we, I'm not giving up either, and if this is what we gotta do. She hands the cred stick back to Valerie, and uh, just sort of shrugs and, and says, I think being a criminal is a choice that people make. I don't feel like we had a choice. Val will kind of shrug her shoulders as she takes the cred stick back and pockets it. And then she'll look up at Boss and say, sometimes it is a choice, sometimes it isn't. You, What you call survival, most people would say, well, why don't you just go and explain yourself to the authorities? I mean, I... You're right, we didn't have a choice in this, but that doesn't change where we're at. That doesn't change the fact that we were framed to look like we were criminals. doesn't change the fact that life as I knew it was completely over, that life as Michael knew it was is completely over. I mean, it's... 
she just gets like this really sort of like frustrated look on her face as she's like trying to find the words to express herself. It's it's Drek. It's there's no two ways about it. It's we're deep in it. And for some of you guys, maybe it's maybe there's a chance you can go back to life as you knew it. But that's not true for everyone. So frag it. Why not just embrace it? Look, I'm not saying that the distinction between being a criminal and just doing it to survive isn't kind of, and she pauses to think of a word, and she says, semantic. But what I do know is that one thing that you have control over in your life is how you think of yourself. And if you want to think of yourself as a criminal, you can go ahead. And I won't think any less of you, because I know that's not the kind of person you are. But I know that as long as this situation is as fragged up as it is, then I'm going to do whatever I have to do to survive and to keep my friends safe. And yeah, that's going to be breaking the law. It has to be at this point. We don't have any choice. But I'm not going to give myself that label right now. I think our situation is bigger than that. Besides, who's to tell us exactly what's right and wrong, right? We were wronged. No one's going to pay the price for that, are they? Where's the justice in that situation? So, you know, you'll forgive me. I don't put a whole lot of faith in that system. Val kind of like just leans her head back against the seat and is like staring at the at the roof of the cab. And she just has like just heaves a, a big sigh and then says, well, you know, we'll we'll do what we can. And I guess we'll see where it all shakes out in the end. It may be that 10, 15 years from now, we'll be having a similar conversation with a whole lot more perspective. For this moment, right now, I ain't looking that far forward, you know? Maybe we're criminals. Maybe it'll turn out that'll be just the rest of our lives, living outside the law. But hey, it doesn't matter right now. I'll just live one day at a time. I, I guess. It's all we got right now, right? She reaches over and... Pat's Valerie on the shoulder. It almost seems like this conversation has kind of lightened Boss's mood. Like, she actually looks like she's a little more confident after kind of explaining where she's at mentally. She turns a light yellow. Val, just like, kind of like, as she's like staring up at the ceiling of the cab, she kind of like just turns her head ever so slightly to look at Boss and just like lets out just a single sort of just because I do it, like, kind of a snort of laughter. <laughs> and I'm not gonna do it, so don't even ask. And she'll just say, uh, okay, boss, it's, thank you. Boss kind of grins and nods. I think she probably gets a sense that she hasn't really been all that helpful, but she looks like she's happy with herself, regardless. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. But it is now time for the legal stuff. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast. 
in any official capacity whatsoever. 